Seriously Sinister discusses true petty crimes that may be disturbing to some. Or it could be easy listening to all of you psychopaths out there. Names and places have been changed to protect the hosts legally. Listener discretion is not advised. Welcome to Seriously Sinister, your reminder to get presents now before it's too late. (laughs) This is Trevin. And I'm Amanda. Are we going to run out of presents this year, you think? I'm not worried about presents. So I've felt that as I've gotten older, I get so much more pissed off when I need to go get something from like Walmart or something and it's closer to the Christmas time and the lines are packed Yeah, and the traffic is just so much worse I just try not to go anywhere Yeah. once it gets towards the end of December. So I'm just letting you guys know it's December 8th. Get it now before the next week or two. It's terribly packed. Yeah, you don't want to be out there, everyone. I imagine this is probably going to the men. Do your shopping. Yeah, seriously. We're giving you a little bitch slap through the mic. <laughs> so, Trevin, what is your dreadful dilemma this week? My dilemma has to do with doing things ironically. Oh, okay. So I have this sort of ironic sense of humor. I like the juxtaposition of doing things that don't really belong in certain settings and whatnot. And so I'll give a couple examples. When I was a kid, there was this really little lame kid at my school. And he walked by me one time and said, oh, my gosh, it's cold as the dickens outside. (laughs) And I've laughed my I laughed my ass off at him. And I'm like a cool high school or whatever. And I'm like, what a dummy. He said it's cold as the dickens. Well, now, ever since then, to be ironic and laugh at that kid, I'll say, oh, it's cold as the dickens outside. And it just always reminds me of how funny that was. But now I'm the guy who says, it's cold as the dickens outside. (laughs) And it's actually just how I explain the temperature. It's not, it's lost that meaning behind it. And now that's just my way of talking. Now you're the dork. Yes. (laughs) That we can all make fun of. There was a character in SNL played by Will Forte, I believe. And I can't remember what, I can hear it plain as day in my head, but I can't remember what the character of the skit was. And he was like this lame white guy. And somebody asked him something. He was like, thanks, dog. And he would always <laughs> say, dog, stupid. And so that really entertained me. I thought that was funny that I thought it was ironic that like these lame white dudes would say dog. Yeah. So then I would start calling people dog and think it was funny too. And now I'm just the same white guy. Like (laughs) it's not, some people are hearing this and not realizing that I'm doing this as a joke. Right. And they're like, this weird guy just calls people dog. Probably a hundred percent of the people that hear you say these things doesn't think it's a joke because they're inside jokes to yourself. (laughs) Yeah. So having inside jokes with yourself. It's a real problem. It's a real problem. And people probably talk about you behind your back. (laughs) For good reason. Maybe just have inside jokes with a friend next time. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to be like, thanks, dog. Disclaimer. I don't actually <laughs> mean it like that. Like, every time. Then I'll be the weird guy who has disclaimers and everything. Oh, my God. We don't want that either, Trevin. No, we Get don't. Get yourself together. <laughs> well, I also have a dreadful dilemma this week. I have found myself... In quite the dilemma, because I am addicted to a new show that I did not think I was going to be addicted to. Hmm. You're probably not ever going to guess it in a million years. Saved by the Bell reboot? (laughs) No, no. (laughs) I am addicted to RuPaul's Drag Race. Sashay away. (laughs) (laughs) Yes! Have you watched it then, I imagine? I know enough about RuPaul and... Their drag race. <laughs> oh my God. So I am like just totally behind the times, just kind of like I was with the Christian Slater crush that I mentioned a few weeks back. But on Hulu, they don't have season one, but they have season two through the newest season, I believe. And it's been around for a long time. Oh, hell yes. Yeah, so it's you like can 40 tell. seasons or something. Yeah, you can tell by the filming of it. <laughs> it's like old. It kind of reminds me of when I used to watch MTV or VH1 back in mm, the day. That like, garbage yes, reality. Yes. Yeah. 
I'm on season three now, but gosh, anytime I'm doing housework or doing anything, it's like my new go-to thing to just have on. And I am obsessed. It's making me question, you know, that I can't even put on basic makeup to go places. And I have these drag queens just totally like... Upstaging you. Yes, upstaging me to the fullest extent that a face can go. And I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) but it's so good. Yeah. I'll stay up late. I'll eat too much chips. I'll watch it. It's a problem, Trevin. I could see that. But I love it. I love a good reality show that's kind of a game-based competition, but not one that takes itself too seriously. Mm -hmm. I don't like, you know, really serious game shows like Survivor or whatever. Like, those are fine. Yeah, Amazing Race kind of thing. Yeah, I'm more about the lighthearted and, like, trash TV kind of side of it. And this is just such a beautiful show. You know, I actually never really watched it. I'm just really familiar with how it works. And yeah. All yeah. And I find myself singing the theme song. It's like RuPaul's Drag Race, gentlemen, start your engines. <laughs> RuPaul's Drag Race, may the best woman win. And I'm like singing this all the time. <laughs> and yeah, he'll say, uh, sashay away. He'll say, don't fuck it up. And like, <laughs> I'm just obsessed. I am obsessed. Well, that's great. I used to like a lot of trash reality TV shows. I was huge on dating shows as a kid. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Like I Blind just, Date? Blind Date, Room Raiders, oh, Parental yeah. Control. Yes. Uh, next. Yes. Next. Oh, that's so shallow. So awful. Oh, I my love God. that. The People only... would walk out of the bus and they wouldn't even talk and they'd be like, next. Like, I would be like, hello there. And this would be like, look at those eyebrows. Next. <laughs> and it's like, I have a great personality. Bye. <laughs> But yeah, the only kind of serious one that I actually did watch was they had one called Scream Queens for a while. Did you ever watch that? I loved Scream Queens. And the winner got to be in a Saw movie? Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. I loved Scream Queens. And they put those really attractive girls in like big acting chances. And like you was always the most attractive one couldn't act at all. Yeah. And she would just blow it with all these makeup. All the effects and everything going on, and she's like, "Oh no!" And yeah, be like, "Oh god, she blew it." I know, I know. No, there was one where they dressed up as vampires, and they had to do a scene like that. I think I watched every season of that. I wonder if you can watch that somewhere. I don't think I ever actually watched the very last season because I think they did three. Yeah, and I don't think I watched the third one. Okay, I. Th- I think I maybe did watch all three. I remember those being on during the summertime when I still lived with my parents. Like it was a while back mm-hmm. when I watched it. And oh my God, yes, Trevin, that's the that's the kind of shows I live for. Yeah, and one of the judges in the first season was James Gunn, who was the guy who directed like Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. It was oh. before he was well, I mean, he had like some small movies, he had like Slither, but this was before he was like a huge household name. So oh. it's really funny to think that he did judge he was a judge on a show like that before before he got disney big dude that's freaking amazing we all gotta start somewhere right that's right i would love to start there (laughs) oh scream queen such a good one all right so how about we play a game of would you rather before we play would you rather (gasps) oh i do want to throw a curveball at you oh no so i was waiting for you to make it official that you're pregnant and it just hasn't been a good time and i'm getting really antsy but i got you a Good job getting pregnant gift. <laughs> you did? I did. And I don't I don't know what I'm going to do for Christmas now. I don't know <laughs> if this is going to count as that. I'm just doing it early. But I'm just too excited. And I want you to have it as, as much into your pregnancy as you can have it. Oh, my God. What could it be? So I thought here, you were going to tell me that you and Emily were having a baby. I was <laughs> like, yay! Oh, no. <laughs> oh, my God. What could it be? What could it be? Oh, my God. Of course, it's clothing, everyone. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. How did you get this made and where? Etsy, baby. Oh, my 
God, Trevin, I'm going to wear this everywhere. <laughs> okay, you guys, this is a navy maternity shirt, and on the belly, <laughs> there's tiny baby footprints, and it says future petty criminal on it. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Trevin, I'm dying. <laughs> this is so cute. <laughs> And it kind of looks like our petty criminal font almost that it we have. It kind of does. Yeah, like it's it's similar. I, I worked think. with an actual shirt designer person and said, give me something <gasps> cutesy and basic. Oh my God. This is everything and more. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> I can't wait. I'm going to wear this every second of my life. <laughs> oh my God. I can't wait for you guys to see this. Oh, <laughs> that totally took me off guard. Dang. Uh, I. By the way, this can count as Christmas for you. I, though, have a really good Christmas idea for you. Oh, no. So you better watch out, my friend, because it's coming. <laughs> I'll brace myself. Oh, my God. Yeah, you better not act all pissy and unimpressed like <laughs> you did on the Zoom call. That hey, what one. the hell is this? <laughs> oh, this is so good. Okay. So now we can do Would You Rather. Okay. For my would you rather, I did not come up with this. I'm not so good at coming up with these sometimes, but I did find this one and it spoke to me speaking to you on so many levels. I will say I got this from conversationstarters.org. <laughs> collegetimes.com. Okay, okay. You know, because we're a couple of college kids now. Yeah, yeah. And I went to bed at 10 o'clock and I didn't have to work today. <laughs> So anyway, this one has to do with one of your biggest fears, since you're always using stuff against mine. Oh, shit. Give it to me. I genuinely thought, what would your answer be here? So, Oh, God. Okay. Would you rather crap yourself? (laughs) (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Once a year in public. Once a year? Or every day in private. Oh, my God. (laughs) Once a year in public (laughs) or every day in private. Do the listeners know this is my biggest fear? I think you've referenced it once. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, this is bad, especially for me, because... But you didn't, like, go into your, like... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Crapping my pants in public is by far other than losing a loved one, is by far my number one fear. It may or may not have happened in an airport back in the day. Honestly, Trevin, I know it's going to be a lot of laundry. Mm. I know it's going to be a lot of self-loathing, but I'd probably say every day in private. Doing it in public is so bad. I feel like for the sake of this question, it's like, in public, you can't choose when and where and why and how and mm-hmm. how noticeable it'll be. And I don't know, man. I might just have to do it alone every day. That's a lot. What would you choose? I mean, you'd basically have to have home diapers. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could find a way to live with it. <laughs> <laughs> it would still be so awful. Yeah. Um, Is that a big fear for you, or am I just a freak? I mean, it's a fear. I think it's a fear for everybody. Yeah. It's not something that like keeps me up at night. <laughs> I wouldn't put it on the same line as losing a loved one. <laughs> but I'm sure it's one of those things that we don't think about it, but if it did happen, it would definitely rock our world for yeah. a while. Yeah. Oh, that is a tough one. At that point, I would choose death. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> I guess I would maybe go with the public one. Really? I guess it comes down to a lot of details, like how noticeable is this in public? Yeah. Am I wearing white pants? Right. (laughs) Is it just one tiny solid turd that goes down your pants that you can kick to the side? Or is this like an explosive blowout situation where your life will be ruined forever? Yeah, like is this something where (laughs) you're like 
holding it all in like a dark secret and you're just like walking funny to get out of public or right. is this something where public knows you did it see i was taking it as the public knows public knows okay the thing is people are gonna talk about you either way they're gonna find your <laughs> massive like pile of laundry or your diaper bills or they're going to be next to you at the opera and they're gonna smell you and know what you did Either way, people are going to know and they're going to talk. <laughs> so you're going to do it in public. I may just do it in public. Wow. I did not see that one coming from you. Wow. It doesn't sound like me, but it's like anything. You know? Like get you, it over with. You take a job that's harder. You find a way to do better with it. You shit yourself every day. You find a way to <laughs> shit yourself better. <laughs> or you find a way to shit yourself in public once a year better. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow. That was a really hard one for me. I thought it would be. Damn you, Trevin. <laughs> Damn you. Okay. I have one, and I actually just came up with this one on my own. A lot of them I do look up online, but... They're hard. My question is, would you rather go to jail for three months quietly over a harmless petty crime or not be charged any jail time for an embarrassing and extreme crime that makes worldwide news? I can kind of see why you came up with this one. Yes. So you'd go to jail. Only your very close people would know about the jail time for three months. Your work would know. Yes. Your work would know. Your friends and family would know, obviously. But it's for just like a stupid, dumb crime. Let's say like you had a huge buildup of tickets that you didn't pay or something stupid. But on the other hand... You don't go to jail at all. You get let off, but it's like on worldwide news and everyone knows about it. And it's a really serious, extreme bad crime that you got let off for. I wonder if it gets politicized. <laughs> I, in my, in my mind, when I made this, yes, like it's a big, big, big deal. Oh, I mean, no publicity is bad publicity. <laughs> That's what they say. I mean, think if that happened, it would work really well for our show, probably. Probably. Unless you were like a serial killer or something. Yeah. Then people probably wouldn't want to listen. But I also don't know how you would get off with that. Yeah, I don't either. But if it was politicized, I'd have half the nation on my side, probably. Right. Uh, we're really towing a line here. <laughs> I know. I, I, I guess as long as I didn't kill anybody, because that would hurt my life for the rest of it. Yeah. As long as it wasn't murder. Right. Or harming someone in general. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I would take that one. Yeah. Because our show would hit top 10 easy. Right. Right. Yeah. Like and I'll if, do it for the show. If I blew up someone's car or something yeah. and somehow got away with it and I was like all over the news, that'd be pretty tight. So yeah, I would go with that. But if the obscure giant crime is murder, then I would say... I'll just do the three months of jail. Because three months is a long time in jail. I know. That would be enough to where you... That's a whole summer. Yeah. I mean, you would have a schedule and you would built up a habit. It'd be enough for me to probably get out and find a way to get back in. <laughs> right. I would have a prison tat and <laughs> it would be a side of me that I just wouldn't want to see. Oh, my God. Well, you have surprised me with both your answers. I honestly thought you would pick the other answer on both of these, but you didn't. Nope. These were some good ones. You're changing, Trevin. You're changing in front of my eyes. <laughs> yeah, I would say that probably the best would you rather we I know. Had. They good. were tough. They were tough. I'm going to have to put these on our social media and you guys will have to let us know what you guys do. Yeah. I love seeing them because sometimes I'm like, oh, like if we have different answers, I'm like, oh, they're so going to choose the one I did. And then sometimes they do, but sometimes they do not. Mm -hmm. So I'm always interested to see. But are we on to stories already? Story time. Woohoo! So I will be going first. Okay. I'm going to do another story from the news. Awesome. Two weeks in the room. <laughs> oh, wow. I'll let that one stay. <laughs> Two weeks in the room. <laughs> of news stuff. I do love me some good news. And this one, I think we all know somebody who this fits in, okay. in a way. Maybe it's you. But I think you would know some people kind of like this. I'm going to let you go ahead. Okay. And here we go. We've talked a lot about home security on Seriously Sinister. 
From accidentally setting off your own security alarm to ADT salespeople trying to scare you into purchasing their product. If you sign up, you won't die. There are many opportunities for vile acts to surround their watchful eye. With the rise of more affordable home defense products, reports of local wrongdoings have been higher than ever before. This is especially true with the help of surveillance cameras. Ring, Arlo, Simply Safe, and countless other companies have made it easy to not only catch someone in the act, but have a front row seat to their crooked ways. Oh, here's the part where he pees in my bird bath. Home invaders have been foiled, carjackers have been identified, and neighbors who let their dogs shit in other people's yards have been brought to justice. Although these are considered budget security measures, the amount of evidence collected is priceless. With the purchase of my new home, I recently joined the movement for peace of mind. After feeling like ADT was going to break into my home to teach me a lesson, I bought my first ring system. This has already paid off in spades. No, I have not stopped a maniacal villain or solved a murder with my home recordings, but it has been a lot easier to know when not to answer the door. I don't even have to get up from my chair to see who it is. Along with this, I also have the ability to keep tabs on when my girlfriend orders delivery. DoorDash again? Leave me alone! It really helps me keep track of where our spending is going. But sometimes, your video doorbells can catch some of the most atrocious acts. These are the kinds of images that will scar your mind and live rent-free in your head forever. Luckily, you paid for the premium service, so you can replay it to destroy all of your friends too. You've gotta watch this kid egg my house. This story deals with such an occurrence. So be happy that this is just a podcast, because the images discussed are much better kept to your imagination. Our story takes place near the town of Clayton, North Carolina. The Riverwood community had it all. Quiet, friendly neighbors, a top-of-the-line neighborhood watch program, and an athletic club. It's no wonder people who travel from faraway lands move into this charming locale. It's simply safe. The children ride bikes quietly during the day, Everyone supports the same political candidates. And comic mischief is the worst thing that happens in the movies they watch. This humble abode was too tight-knit to quit, which is what makes this the perfect backdrop for pure, unfiltered evil. Ted was an upper-class father of three. He loved watering his grass, organizing his tools, and paying the electric bill. There was just something about the mundane that lit the fire in his soul. He didn't need surprises or excitement. Existence was his celebration of choice. Another day of existing! Life worked on a tight schedule for Ted. Even his acts of leisure had a special time slot for him to enjoy. On Saturday morning, Ted began to sip his coffee and review his security camera's movement from the evening before. Although he was very protective of his yard and lawn ornaments, Ted loved to watch the different wildlife pay his residents a visit. He liked to pretend to himself that all of these local animals were stopping by to admire what a good job he did with his yard. Great job trimming the shrubs, Ted! As his camera feed slowly transitioned to night vision, and the timestamp showed 1 a.m. That's when Ted lost control of his motor functions. Gasping for air and dropping his cup of coffee, he could not believe his eyes. There, on his 2,160-pixel 4K display, was a pantsless man wandering across his yard. Ted was hoping to spot a wild animal but a trouser snake was not at all what he was expecting. He quickly rewound the video, 
capturing screenshots of the partially nude walker and posted them to his next door app. Not in my neighborhood, Ted said to himself as he typed up a warning to the rest of the neighborhood. Due to an unfortunate incident in a men's room, Ted had moved to this community hoping to escape those images. He was sold on the promise that this township was so vanilla that no one had genitalia. It seems the sins of Ted's past had finally caught up with him. One by one, more posts would appear with similar screenshots. One even dubbed the man, the pantsless prowler. The Riverwood community had been flipped upside down. Parents would keep their kids home from school, the neighborhood watch would work overtime, and there was a curfew set. If there was a maniac on the loose who took fashion tips from Winnie the Pooh, no one was going to give him the satisfaction of viewing his doodle. Every night, the Riverwood parents would triple lock their doors, hold their children extra tight, and safely keep an eye on their ring systems. With the neighborhood watch on speed dial, everyone was ready to capture the bare-ass pedestrian and bring him to justice. But nothing happened. A couple of days passed, and there was no sign of the man. Maybe he was just a pantsless vagabond who was just passing through, Ted said over a Zoom call to all of his other neighbors hiding in their nude-free doomsday bunkers. Once the coast seemed clear, the townspeople emerged from their places of safety and returned to the real world. They breathed a sigh of relief, knowing the evil was over. But just as their self-imposed restrictions began to lift, another sighting was made. Ted woke up to another ring notification. It was the same man again, but this time he was fully clothed. In total shock at what his eyes were seeing, Ted splashed water in his face. I can't believe this, he said to his reflection. Again, Ted rewound the video and screenshot the man who was just walking. Beware, Ted's post started. He's at it again. More and more photos of the man began to follow Ted's. In each video, the man would simply walk through some people's yards and driveways. He would not peer into home windows, check to see if doors were unlocked, or make any attempt at getting into cars. The suburban group went right back into frenzy mode. The police were notified, and the group of neighbors were filled with fear all over again. Throughout the weeks, more and more sightings of the man were captured, but no one ever seemed to catch him in person. Some speculated that he was sneaking off to cheat with someone's wife, while others believed that maybe he was just walking and minding his own business. However, his intentions are not of importance. What is important to the people of Riverwood is that someone is doing something that they did not approve of or understand. And sometimes, in the eyes of people with nothing else going on, that is the worst thing another person can do. Since the initial sightings in December of 2019, the man has not been caught. Perhaps he is sneaking around for late night booty calls, but I believe this is something different entirely. I believe that we have witnessed the birth of a brand new cryptid, the pantsless white man. Many sightings have been reported, blurry pictures and tales, but I've seen no physical proof. It seems this strange and frightening cryptid likes to keep itself to quiet communities of upper-class people who are easily scared. So if you ever find yourself getting comfortable and happy in your dream neighborhood, where you seem to have everything in order and nothing to fear, go ahead and open your windows on a nice cool evening. You may hear the frightening footsteps of the pantsless prowler walking down the sidewalk and minding his own. Whoa. So he was never caught. Never caught. And he's all over these next door apps. Oh, yeah. These people lost it. And it actually got pretty wide news that this family was just freaking out because a guy walked around with no pants on at one point, And then they saw him walking clothed after that. 
Weird. Well, the Walking Dead plays this whole allegory of it's about the zombies and whatnot, but really the whole thing they're trying to say is the monsters are truly us. Yeah. And this is kind of where I stand on this story as well. The pantsless prowler <laughs> is your big scary image of the story, something to fear. But at the same time, I kind of fear the whole Riverwood community. Right. I'm with you, man. I am with you. This, honestly, your story reminded me of the community that's like a block away from Jordan and I. Mm -hmm. He somehow infiltrated their Facebook group. He was supposed to have put in his actual address to get accepted, I don't know what he did, but he got into the group. Oh. So now he gets to see all the shit talking that this community does because they're an HOA and we're not, thank God. But they'll say the most petty shit all the time. And he actually caught them talking crap on the people who live across the street from us the mm -hmm. other day. And he, they were like... Yeah, I have a neighbor who waits until the very last leaf falls and then they clean up their leaves. P.S. They don't live in the oaks. Mm -hmm. And it was the person across our street and we're like, oh my God, that is just the most poopy thing I've ever heard. Yeah. And it just really reminded me of this. Oh my God. I mean, I get it. Like, there's a nude man, okay? And you probably don't want your children seeing that. But the fact that he's not harming anybody and it happened one time, like... Yeah, it was only nude once and the other times it was just walking. Wow. A man walking. How awful. I know. But I know. there's a lady who lives behind us and I have not met her. We've talked to our two neighbors on our left and our right. And they're like, oh, that lady don't like you. And it's like, <gasps> what? Say what? Like, what did we do? And then we talked to her granddaughter at one point because her granddaughter, their backyard meets our backyard. Yeah. So Mabel likes to go outside and she's a Sheltie and Shelties have very important, they're like dogs with jobs. Yeah. They're like dog jobs. Yeah. Just like my dogs. Yeah. So her job is to keep squirrels and birds away from our yard. Yeah. We have those two big trees. And when she goes outside, she bark, 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 barks. That's all she does. As she circles the trees, it seems like the squirrels in the trees actually just kind of mess with her. They come down really low, get her to bark, uh, and then they run up and jump. So she barks a lot. And the granddaughter came out and talked to us for a little bit. They have like a little black old dog. And she was like, oh, my grandma, she doesn't like your house. And it's like, how old, how old is this girl? Uh, She might have been like 10. Okay. Right before they sold this house, the people painted it because it's pretty freshly painted. Yeah. And it's a very blue house. Right. It's <laughs> yes. very, very blue. And she was like, yeah, she does not like that they chose to paint it that color. And like she complains about it a lot. And it's like, who the hell are you, lady? Like, I you're, know. Like, why? Who cares about the color of that? It's not your house. And this is not an HOA where I pay you to control my decisions. Yeah. Like, like shut your mouth. You're already hating on me and talking about me because you don't like the color of my house. The house that I bought at this color and I didn't even paint myself. I know. And then Emily went to go take cookies over to our neighbors next to us. We've met them before. They're very nice. And Emily was like, hey, I'm really sorry my dog barks all the time. And the lady was like... I don't care. Dogs bark. That's what they do. And she said, that lady behind you, though, I know that she doesn't like that your dog barks all the time. Oh, my God. And so she could tell she's a little self-conscious about having our dog bark. But, like, both people on both sides of us don't care. Yeah. And those are the people that I really mainly worry about. Yeah. But it's just, like, she must talk to that neighbor a little bit and just gossip to her. <sighs> Bitchy neighbors, man. I mean... Mabel does not bark as much as Reptar and Yoshi do. And if my neighbors can be chill with them, then she can deal with Mabel. I mean, Mabel's nonstop. Really? Yeah. Okay. She, I'm telling you, the second she goes out, she starts and does not stop till she comes in. But is it that loud? I mean, it's a little dog bark. It's cute. Yeah. It's, it's kind of piercing, I guess. But if your house is any bit insulated, it's not that bad. <laughs> right. Maybe they need to get some new windows. I think this lady just needs to get a life. <laughs> yeah. Really. I'm pretty sure she's an empty nester and she just has nothing going on. Oh, God. Those are the worst. Yes. <laughs> I found that story to be very relatable and quite enjoyable, Trevin. Thank you. So, yes, we do all know people like that. So, I am going to be telling a personal story this week. Keep it personal. It has been a while. I'm trying to remember. Was the last personal story I told the highway ass magnet story? Or did I do one after Was that, that? After Halloween? 
Oh, yes. I did tell the Halloween one. Okay, so the Halloween one was my last one. But I'm just like, dang, I really haven't told a lot of these, I feel like. Regardless, this is definitely a cautionary tale Mm. that involves lust, deception, and revenge. I'm into all three of those things. So here we go. (laughs) (sighs) Ah, young love. The all-encompassing feeling that you need the person you're dating to continue living. That without them holding your hand, your heart will stop beating and your lungs will cease to expand. You spend your nights on the phone talking for so long that you both fall asleep listening to each other breathing and snoring. When you are together, You stare into each other's eyes for so long without blinking that your eyes begin to burn. But this doesn't phase you because you are in love. This is how 14-year-old Amanda once felt, as much as I hate to admit it now. I was dating my very first boyfriend who quickly became my first love. For the sake of this story, we will call him... Rasputin. I fell for Rasputin. Hard. I first saw him at a wrestling tournament since he was from another school. At first, one of my frenemies was interested in him, but I couldn't help but stare. He was one of the cutest boys I had seen in person at that time. And eventually, he confessed that he actually wanted to be with me. In my mind, the relationship was going well. He would shower me with loving compliments and then start punching walls when he saw me talking with one of my guy friends. We would get all dressed up for a school dance and then he would leave me on an abandoned country road in the middle of the night. You know, super healthy behavior. But at that time, I didn't see the red flags that I do now as an adult. Back then, I thought Rasputin and I would be together forever. At this same time, I had become extremely close to one of my classmates, who I will call Sandra. Being around Sandra was always fun. She was someone that I felt like I could let out my inner dork with. I remember constantly giggling with her over the weirdest shit. (laughs) One weekend... Sandra and I stayed the night at another mutual friend's house and decided that we should sneak out and go to a party. There was always a party in our small town, either in a field or by a lake. On this particular evening, it happened to be lakeside. I was so excited to go to the party, and Rasputin was going to meet us there. As soon as we arrived... A bonfire illuminated the surrounding trees, and hillbilly music filled the night air. We were immediately offered drinks, and the party had begun. Drinking, dancing, and streaking were the main activities of the evening, as I drank the night away with friends, classmates, and Rasputin. The night began to blur for me, as I was probably three drinks deep with the tolerance level of a roly-poly. I laid down in the back of a friend's car to rest as the hillbilly tunes soothed me to sleep. My slumber was rudely interrupted by police sirens as the party-goers quickly spread out and ran away. Luckily, my friends and I made it back to our sleepover safely and drunkenly without an arrest and we fell fast asleep. The following Monday back at school started out fairly normal as people laughed and talked about the lakeside party. Because this was one of the first parties I had ever attended, I felt a sense of pride that I, too, could discuss the event. I was there, too. My pride was suddenly turned into rage, however, as I entered my last class of the day. People weren't only talking about the party over the weekend. They were also talking about my precious Rasputin. Rasputin. 
A few of my classmates cautiously approached me as they informed me that Rasputin had made out with someone else that night as I enjoyed my backseat car nap. I couldn't help but let out an aggressive, what, in the middle of my quiet classroom. I had so many questions. How, why, and most importantly, with who? I was filled with rage as I stomped towards my locker at the end of the day. When Sandra and I's mutual friend approached me, I didn't know who I could trust, so I glared at her coming my direction. That is when she spoke the words I never saw coming. It was your best friend. Sandra was the one who kissed Rasputin at the party. It was almost as if time stood still, as all the sounds around me became muted and distorted. I was filled with teenage hormones and betrayal unlike I had ever experienced. I made it home and immediately called Rasputin to end our year-and-a-half relationship. I was so emotionally drained that when Sandra came knocking at my front door to apologize, I was in a zombie-like state. For some odd reason, I believed and accepted Sandra's apology that day. I even gave her a hug. But as the night went on, my head became clearer and my blood began to boil. The next day at school started with my first class, Spanish. As my alcoholic Spanish teacher went on a long rant about the movie The Rundown, two of my classmates scooted their desk closer to mine. That is seriously messed up about Sandra and Rasputin, one of them said. Yeah, isn't she one of your best friends? Asked another. I began gripping tightly into my water bottle as my heart began to race and body temperature began to rise. What are you going to do to her? They asked me. I had felt silly for letting Sandra think all was forgiven the night before. I was embarrassed that everyone knew. And why the hell wouldn't my Spanish teacher stop talking about the rock? Oh, I just want to rub those biceps. The bell rang as I charged out of the classroom and straight towards Sandra's locker. The area began to fill with students as Sandra approached me. Everyone formed a circle around us, as I'm sure I had the look of a crazed loon all over my face. Without a plan in my mind, I spoke and acted on pure emotion. How dare you make out with my boyfriend, I yelled. Then I unscrewed my water bottle, lifted it over Sandra's head, and dumped the entire contents on top of her. Weirdly, Sandra's response was to say, Is this Mountain Dew? The kids surrounding us gasped, clapped, and laughed. But I didn't care about them as I shoved my way through the crowd to hide out in the girls' restroom. Even though I was always a drama queen, this was by far the biggest soap opera moment I had ever personally been a part of. I splashed cold water on my cheeks before I reluctantly made it to gym class. I wasn't in class long before the school's intercom started blaring. Amanda Hatfield, please report to the principal's office. Amanda Hatfield. I walked out of the gym as my classmates let out a chorus of oohs. Our principal at the time was a very serious-looking man. He always reminded me of an older and more intimidating version of George W. Bush. I had never spoken to him before, so I had no idea what this conservative and deadpan man was about to say to me. I nervously walked into his office and sat down in the chair across from him. There was a brief silence between us as the principal cleared his throat. I understand there was an incident with a water bottle and Sandra earlier today. I gulped as I prepared for my impending suspension. But the principal continued on. I just wanted to call you in here to check on you. Back when I was close to your age, my girlfriend cheated on me with a friend. It tore my heart apart. 
I couldn't believe that the George W. lookalike was trying to relate and comfort me. Him and I talked for a good while about betrayal and relationships before he let me go back to gym class without punishment. The only thing I had to promise was that there would be no more water bottle incidents in the future. In the end, I am grateful for Sandra. She ultimately saved me from an extremely toxic relationship, and her and I eventually did make amends. Because, after all, she was a sweet girl who had too much to drink at a high school party. I also had a new respect for my principal, George W., and how he handled my crazy locker meltdown. Sometimes the biggest soap opera moments in life may cause us all to act a little petty or even criminal. And sometimes those same moments end up becoming a ridiculous story you tell on a podcast and one of the best things that has ever happened to you. Okay, so I just want to get one thing straight. Yes. Ask away. (laughs) It was water. Yes. So why did she say Mountain Dew? I have no damn clue, Trevin. (laughs) Okay. It was strictly water in the bottle. And I still to this day have no idea why she thought it was Mountain Dew, but that was her initial response. (laughs) And she said it almost in like a crying, whiny voice. Mm -hmm. And I still hear it playing in my head to this day. (laughs) But it was water, my friend. Okay. I wanted to make sure I didn't miss something that would have made me think that. No. That's just weird that she thought that. She just thought it was Mountain Dew. I didn't even drink Mountain Dew. Maybe she wishes it was Mountain Dew. Maybe she did. I don't know. But (laughs) this story is a million percent true. Obviously, I didn't date someone with the name Rasputin. Mm. It was actually my husband's idea to give him that (laughs) name for the story. Good input, Jordan. (laughs) I, I died of laughter. I was like, what should I call this jackass that I used to date? And he was like... Rasputin? (laughs) I was immediately (laughs) like, yes. Too perfect. Oh, my God. So even though there are some serious undertones, it was an extremely toxic and horrible relationship for me. The water bottle story is still one that honestly kind of makes me chuckle to this day. I mean, it was the most dramatic thing in the world. The conversation with my George W. Bush lookalike principal caught me totally off guard. He did not seem like a man that would connect to me on a personal level in any way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's kind of heartwarming. Yeah, I know. I was like, thank you, George W. I just, I really didn't see him being in my corner. I was fully prepared for him to be like, you have to go home. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? You can't be pouring water on people in the halls. Yeah, don't do this in my school. Yeah, but no, he was like, I don't even know how he learned about the story. I didn't tell him. Hmm. He just was immediately like, I just wanted to check on you, you know, and and then told me about how he was cheated on. It was such a pure little conversation. That's awesome. I like that. Oh, my God. And I love the young love and the unhealthy love. Always, Always one of my favorite subjects. (sighs) I mean, if you haven't experienced it, good for you. But also, I feel like most of us have. Yeah, if you haven't, I imagine you're probably more naive for it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, I definitely learned so much from that relationship. And nowadays, I look at who I am now and I'm like, I wouldn't put up with half of this shit. Maybe not even like an eighth of this shit. Mm -hmm. But because it was my first boyfriend, I guess I just thought it was chill. I DK, but (laughs) yeah, you're like, I guess this is how normal things go. (laughs) Oh my God. But honestly, I look back at that time and I'm honestly kind of grateful that Sandra made out with him at that party because God, what an idiot this guy was, you know? Yeah. Do that again, Sandra. And we do have Mountain Dew waiting for you. (laughs) Yeah, if anyone makes out with Jordan, it will be Mountain Dew, not water. (laughs) (laughs) And that's it. Only the Mountain Dew pour and we're on our lives. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's my personal story for the week. It's not necessarily, I mean, the underage drinking is a crime. Maybe people could be charged with dumping water on someone. I don't know. I bet that in some ways is... is, uh, Like an assault assault, of some sort. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Assault with a non-deadly liquid. (laughs) Yeah. 
But either way, it's a crime against humanity what they did. Yeah, my God. Could you believe I was just like taking a little cat nap to some hillbilly tunes? How dare they? Mm-mm-mm. So I've got our similarities. What? Well, the main thing is gossip. Ooh. Whole lot of gossip. I mean, mine was about a community of upper class people. Yours was the ecosystem of school. Uh huh. And then also, both of our characters splash water on their own faces at points. <gasps> God, Trevin. Yeah, so I win. Good for you, because I honestly didn't even think of a connection. I felt pretty proud of it. Oh, you know what? I do have one to add. Okay. Your story had a half-naked man. My story had streaking at the party. All right. There we go. We're just so connected over here. Nudes, gossip, and splashing water. (laughs) Gotta love it. Sounds like a great night to me. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Well, I hope everyone's doing good out there. I mean, Christmas is approaching quickly. Yeah, we're almost middle of December now. That is freakish. That is freakish to me. So hopefully everyone's maybe done with their Christmas shopping already, like Trevin warned you about. Yeah, I warned you about 50 minutes ago. So (laughs) if you haven't taken care of it by the end of this podcast, I have homework for you. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Oh my God. Well... All right. If uh, <laughs> I always I look at you to do the ending and you're never, you're like, oh, shit, here we go. <laughs> and just remember, no matter the crime, big or small, in the end, end we are doomed. <laughs> Trevin, you're never allowed. You are never allowed to do the ending credits ever again. I have dropped the ball. But in the end, my friends, we are all doomed. Doomed. (laughs) Bye. See ya. (laughs) Should we do that? Thank you for listening to Seriously Sinister. If you have a true petty crime story to share, please email us at seriouslysinisterpodcast at gmail.com or send us a Facebook message. If you would like to support our show, please subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, tell your friends about this podcast. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Seriously Sinister Podcast. And on Twitter at Seriously Sin Pod. Shout out to Trevin for writing all of the original music you hear and for producing our show. Follow him and his music at Fiesta Maiden on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Facebook. And credit to Miranda Lucas for our awesome logo. You can find her on Instagram at MirandaLucas26. All stories are written by myself and Trevin, and all stories are based on actual, true, petty crimes. the ending and you're never you're like oh shit here we go (laughs) well and (laughs) yep (laughs) i'm just gonna rock here in my seat for a second